Welcome to episode 58 of the Juicebox Podcast. This episode is going to incite you to riot. Well, I don't know if it'll incite you to riot, but it'll make you angry and remind you how greedy insurance companies can be. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is brought to you by Insulet, makers of the Omnipod, the world's only tubeless insulin pump. Nothing you hear on the Juicebox Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. I want to get right into this. Faye Colley's daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes very recently, and her doctors thought she should have an insulin pump and a continuous glucose monitor. You know who didn't think that? Her insurance company. You know who didn't like that answer? Faye Colley. This is great. Wait till you hear how Faye fought back. Wait till you hear how the diabetes community got involved. Wait till you hear how beyondtype1.org got involved. My goodness. I'm going to tell you right now, Humana, they wish they would have just given her the pump. I guarantee you that somewhere somebody is saying we should have just given that kid a pump and a glucose monitor. This was not worth it. And maybe next time they'll think twice before they tell somebody that an insulin pump is not medically necessary. A couple of great lessons in this episode about not giving up and sticking up for yourself and being your own advocate. That's for certain. But here's a lesson for the insurance companies. When you listen to Faye, remember this. Don't mess with people with diabetes. We stick together. My name is Faye Colley, and um, I'm the mom of a two-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son, and um, I'm married to, to Ted Hennessy. Um, and I guess for our purposes, the beginning of our story starts on, on February 27th when um, we brought our two-year-old daughter, Esme, to the ER um, at Dell's Children's hospital um here in austin texas um with at the time she was in very serious dka um we had brought her to our family doctor the that week thinking maybe it was a urinary tract infection and she was prescribed antibiotics um in retrospect of course she had classic signs of of type 1 diabetes but we didn't know it at the time sure um so but, you know, Thursday, we are at the doctor, and, and by Saturday, she was, you know, we were losing her, and quickly. Um, and we didn't know what was wrong, but we knew something was seriously wrong because of her labored breathing and her unresponsiveness to us. Um, was she at home at this point? Were you out? She's at, she's at home. She's at home, yeah. So, you know, we, I just said, we're going to the ER. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but this is not right, right? So we have a lot uh, in common. So my daughter was diagnosed when she was two. Wow. And that was almost a decade ago. But, um, but she was uh, just a couple weeks past her second birthday. And a lot of what you're talking about and the labored breathing and, and you know, just looking at her thinking, gosh, this has been going on too long. It seems like she's dying. You, you, you know, and, <laughs> and of course, you don't – no one – you know, you don't, no one looks at their two-year-old and thinks, oh, this kid's not going to live much longer. You, you know, so it's not something that really makes sense in your head. You don't really take that thought seriously. You just mm-hmm. think you haven't figured out exactly what's wrong yet. But I look back now, and I don't know about you, you're, you're much closer to it. This is just in February of 2016. Is that right? That's right. Right. So I, I've just a number of months, and I'm able to look back now and see photos and think she really was dying, you know, like losing weight and and lifeless and the whole thing were you when when you finally got to uh, someone who was testing for um for blood sugar do you know what her what her blood sugar was at that point it was like between i don't know if it's i remember the number 520 
Um, I think that's what it was. <laughs> it at, was at two years old, how big is she? She's a little. I mean, she's little, yeah, under yeah, yeah. thirty pounds. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little. little she's very little. adorable too, by the way. And so I'm looking at a picture <laughs> over here. Um, but okay, so okay, well that's, and now you're being you're being diagnosed in a completely different era, and so. Her diagnosis comes down. Was there any, was there any like family history? Or are you completely blindsided? Do you not know what any of this means at the moment, or do you have a little bit of feeling? No, we were totally blindsided. had had no idea. Um, on the way over, no, we were in actually admitted into the ER, sitting with the admission nurse, and they're kind of looking at her. And we had called our family pediatrician and we said, we're in the ER. This is what's going on. And so she's like, let me call you back. I'm going to get a rush on the blood culture, which mm-hmm. is what, or the urine culture rather. And she called back and she said, guys, there's, there's glucose. Prepare for type 1 diabetes diagnosis. That's all I remember. Right. And then we, we just said glucose <laughs> to the admitting nurse. And she just, you know, she, at that point, I don't know if she was ready or the timing, but it, I, what I recall is that she just, you know, she pricked her finger and checked her blood and she said she has type one diabetes. And how long had you been in the hospital and no one, no one had done that, right? Right. No yeah. one had done that. We were in the hospital in the admitting room, maybe 30 minutes. And at that point I was about, of course, I could just see her slipping away from us. She was becoming less and less and less responsive. Like I couldn't even get her attention, you know? Um, but she doesn't have a fever. She's not vomiting. She's not, but you know, it's not any of those things that you think. Yeah. Oh. That you relate with being ill. You know, like, yeah. And so it's really hard to figure out in the moment. It just, it generally yeah. is, especially because some of the symptoms mimic health even like Arden was like voraciously hungry. And I'm like, how could a person be sick when they're so hungry? You, you, you know, like, like that's, you know, it just, it's stupid little things like that because you just really aren't prepared and you probably, it's rightfully so, you know, no one makes you ready for things like this. It's no, you, you have no way to know mm. about it. How long were you guys in the hospital after uh, she was diagnosed? Six days. So we were in the, the PICU for a couple of days and then um, they admitted us to their, you know, out of the ICU, and we were just in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were released on March 3rd. Wow, geez, that is very, very recently. So March 3rd, you go home. I asked this of a lot of people. What did they give you when you left? What what technology, devices, instruction did you have when you were walking out the door? Sure. Well, at that point, um, during the hospital, we were, you know, they train you on dosing with the needles, and um, and they they said you need to get on a pump. The hospital was pretty proactive about telling you to get an insulin pump. Yes, they were very proactive. You know, we had met our endo there um, that first day and and realized that, you know, dosing her was going to be too hard with the needle um, because of the small amounts that she needed. So they sent us home with a borrowed pump with um, a bunch of literature. We had met at the hospital with a social worker, a nutritionist, we had gotten training on every, you know, everything, um, and with an appointment <laughs> to follow up that week. And, and really, yeah. I mean, I remember that moment, but I, I'm interested in your feelings. But completely lost. Like, did you feel like you had any real understanding of what you were expected to do when you left? We felt really overwhelmed. I think we had. Um, 
you know, we had a little daily log for a week, kind mm-hmm. of this, uh, almost looks kind of that old school mimeographed, but <laughs> 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 you know, it had been coffee too many times. It was just kind of smear, you know? And so we were keeping a hand log of everything she ate every, we were checking every two to four hours that much when you had to do. And then we were just on the phone a lot. Yeah, um, trying to make sense of it. I, I love the yeah. idea that you're they're like, okay, well, you have a serious lifelong chronic illness. <laughs> Here's a photocopy. and uh, Get yourself a pencil. Everything's going to be great. Um, right. and, and I did that same thing. Like I, I, the first night we were out of the hospital, you know, the doctor was like, call whenever you need to. And so like three in the morning, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to give her insulin now. It's like, <laughs> but, and the poor woman, she's like, it's okay that you called. And I'm thinking, no, it's not really, is it? No, um, it's not. <laughs> I'm laughing only because I, it's not funny, but it's ridiculous. It is. You know, you just, and food, we were terrified of food, you know, and she was so hungry. My God. Right. And you don't know quite how to handle it. And No, we didn't know why. And so... They give you this list of free foods, you know, and she ate like two of them because she's two years old and was a super picky eater, is a super picky eater. And so we just basically ate carrots and cheese and bacon for, you know, a week. Would you like more bacon? How about carrots wrapped in bacon? Jello? Ask me, Jello? What do you think? <laughs> oh, oh, no, exactly. And there is that moment where you and your husband look at each other and go, I don't think she's going to grow up well on bacon and Jello. We're going to have to do something else, right? And oh, my God. It, it, it's insane. And so you, but you have a borrowed pump, so they lent you a pump. They lent okay. a pump. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Like, because I'm telling you, I left yeah. with a $4 meter, so I'm amazed that somebody gave you an insulin pump leaving the hospital. I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, we were... Honestly, I was a little resistant to it in the hospital. Um, and that was. <sighs> well, it's got that tubing. You got that whole feeling like you're now you're attaching your kid. to Like, is that the feeling that you started? Yeah. Having? Yeah. And you're like, and she's on this thing 24 seven. I was like, no, no, no. I can learn to doses. I can learn to. Do-. And it took the doctor and a nurse to sit down. Because I was like, oh, if you recommend this, then OK. But really, are you sure we can't handle this another way? I didn't know. Sure. I was like, there's nothing else. And they kind of laid out her chart for me, her blood glucose chart, and said, no, you know, this is really, this is really the best way, Faye. Um, and we can't, you know, you tried the needle. This is what she is on the needle. We tried it, and here she is on the pump. You know, it's just a matter of, like, days, right? We right. were in the hospital for six days, and I was like, oh, really okay, I get already. it. Yeah, and so what does that mean for you? Was it less peaks, less lows, things like that? Well, it, you know, it's hard to tell because in the beginning, it's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. It still is, but it was it was less uh, fewer lows. Um, I think. <laughs> I Listen, remember. they should they should figure out how to infuse bacon with insulin, and you'd be all set. <laughs> and and she. <laughs> so okay, so it's just it, it seemed like a healthier way. It was simpler for you. It was working. I'm assuming because of her weight and her size. Like when I'm, you know, I'm putting myself in your shoes, but. My daughter weighed 19 pounds coming out of the hospital, and, oh, and I was injecting her with, like, drops. Like, I, I taught myself how to push on the plunger just enough to get out, like, less than a quarter of a unit because sometimes a half a unit would have just killed her. You, you know, it was way too much. She didn't weigh anything. Um, I can't believe that. That's exactly it. So yeah. we have to dose at point zero two five increments a lot. Right. Which is, like you said. It's difficult you know, the, to find with a syringe. To, yeah, the, the the needle at the smallest needle starts at 0.5. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where we were at. 
Yeah. Then there's that horrible moment where you like you think, did it come out? It's in there, right? And then you ever see it like like where you inject and then like a little bubble of insulin comes out and you're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You, you know, like it, it came back out. I, I need. I think that was the whole thing. And then you don't know and then you're frozen, right? Like you're like, well, do I give her more or do I wait? And then you end up waiting and then her blood sugar gets really high and then you're like, oh, I should have done more. And it just... <laughs> yeah, it's too much. You don't need all that. <laughs> not, yeah. not when the technology exists now that right. is, is so much better, you, you know. All right. So, um, so at some point, I'm assuming the hospital would like to have their insulin pump back. And this is pretty much why you're on the show today. So they, 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 they want you to get your own insulin pump, I assume. And you probably, being a reasonable person who lives in the United States and has health insurance, thought, I will just get somebody to give me a prescription and get myself an insulin pump. That's right. So the doctor said, don't worry, we're going to, you know, we're going to do the checkup, make sure everything's okay. And then we'll get your prescription in, the orders in and get your insulin pump. And I want her on a CGM too, oh, um, a continuous glucose monitor. Mm -hmm. um, and so he put uh, on March 11th, we know from the paperwork, an order went into our insurance company um, for a system. Um, this one, and this one is, uh, he prescribed the, the Medtronic mini med with the Enlight system. Okay. And we thought, okay, that's fine. We don't know any better. We literally at that point knew nothing. I was like, this is, I didn't know if there was any other things on the market. We didn't really read our insurance coverage. We didn't know. You're following along could, with what you're being told by a doctor. Seems yeah. reasonable in that situation. Right, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. he's the expert. So we he put it in, and then we received our first denial on March 14th um, that the system was not medically necessary. Then that was that was the denial, not medically necessary. Not medically necessary. Those, that was that was it. Those are words that. a lot of us have heard. So, <laughs> and then you say, of course, it's I, medically necessary. Right. So. <laughs> We talk to the doctor's office and we say, what, you know, what is going on? Um, what was submitted? I, I, at that point, um, I kind of automatically did a TDI request for an independent review to the Texas Department of Insurance. We live in Texas. Mm -hmm. And the doctor submitted an appeal and I took a, you know, took a look at everything um, and thought, okay, we just need to make this a little stronger. We'll add a narrative. We'll do our log. The doctor submitted an additional letter, and he said, well, I'll get a peer-to-peer -peer review. So we did all of this, like, mid-March, right? Um, and then all of that was denied on March 30th. How long did it take him, after you put it in, how long did it take to, maybe two weeks to, to deny you the second time? Well, yeah, that's about right. Okay. End of March. So mid-March to end of March, March 30th. Um, what, what was the reason this time? Well, it was not, the system was not indicated for under 16 years old. She hasn't been diagnosed for 12 months or more. Um, it was not medically necessary. And there was another reason. But basically, like, those are the three reasons, They right? just went into their computer and they were like, oh, Jesus, lady's not going to give up. And they just pumped, the, they just hit the key and they put a couple more codes on you. They're like, how about this one, too? Right? Tell her, yeah. Plus, the kid hasn't had diabetes for a year. Say that. They, I, that was the one that, that really ticked me off. I was like, you gave one reason not medically necessary. We addressed that reason. And now you're giving me more reasons. And, and you're telling me that this was reviewed by a pediatric 
hematologist and oncologist, right? Mm-hmm. So this poor pediatric hematologist oncologist was probably the same person who also denied the second yeah. round. So, so I was. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just so interesting because I, I, I don't want I don't want you to get past this point for a second. So they tell you it's not medically necessary, but then when you ask for more, the reasons they give you aren't that it's not medically necessary anymore. It's, well, she's not 16 and she hasn't had diabetes for years. So what they're kind of saying is if she was 16 and this was her 13th month of living with type one, well, then it would be okay. But I thought it wasn't medically necessary. Like, like <laughs> those two things conflict with each other. You, you know what I mean? That's like, right. yeah, uh, that's an end. You're being reviewed by a person who's not an endocrinologist. That's right. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Faye. <laughs> right. right. So at that point, just and just to take a step back in time. Sure. I took a look. So by training I'm an attorney. And so when I hear appeal, I think, okay, chance to submit, you know, all information. And and I went back at that point and took a look at our insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. For 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 her condition and what what it meant to be medically necessary, what was covered, what was not covered. And I looked at that, and before before this denial came in, I said, we're going to be denied on appeal, Ted. I was talking to my husband, and he said, what do you mean? I said, look at, look at these points, and they have every reason, and they have even more reasons to deny us than what was first indicated. So they have their, like, their language is written in such a way that you probably, it's hard to get around. It's hard to get around. And I said, but, you know, they do say here that for kids under two, this other system, this animus, plus the Dexcom 4 is covered. Let's talk to the doctor and see what he thinks of that. So we called the doctor and I said, you know, I'm not sure that the appeal is going to work. And he's feeling pretty confident. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what do you think about this other system? He's like, oh, that system is fine. You know, it's a fine system, which is, you know, I thought, well, I guess he wouldn't know, or I don't know. I would have assumed that the doctor would have taking a look at our insurance or someone from his admin, right? From the front end of his <laughs> I'm office. I'm sorry, I'm probably going to start laughing in a second. No one does anything. No, <laughs> no, they don't. You looked at and, that language. You were the first person involved in this thing who's ever looked at their insurance language in their entire life. And had you not been an attorney, you may not even have looked at it. <laughs> it, it you know, you were just like, wait, I can pick my way through this. And, uh-huh. you, you know, and actually did the reading. Oh my gosh, you're delightful. No one does anything. In a couple more months of living with type 1 diabetes, you are going to recognize what a lot of people who have lived with it for a while will tell you, which is it does not take very long for you to amass more knowledge and confidence and skill than all of the professional people advising you. <laughs> it's because you'll be living with it 24 hours a day. You get your 10,000 hours very, very, very quickly. So, mm. so what do you mm. see? You'll be, a, you'll be a pro like six months from now. <laughs> I, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. in the. Be- By the way, Faye, it does not feel like it's coming in the beginning. In the beginning, and this is off the topic of your insurance, but in the beginning, this it, that horrible lost empty pit in your stomach feels like it's going to be there forever. But mm-hmm. if I could tell you something, um, I would tell you that it, it goes away um, much sooner than you think, and your knowledge will make huge incremental leaps. It's not it, once you mm-hmm. start getting it. But we'll get to that because we're going to find out if you get this stuff or not. So, okay, mm. so let us let me just say again because I, I got off track there. Denied, not medically necessary. Denied right. again, not medically necessary. She's not 16. She hasn't had diabetes for 12 years. Is there a third okay. appeal in the process here or is this when you decide to try to change from asking for one system to another that might work in their language better? Right. So we 
decided to try at that point because we had we hadn't yet heard on the appeal. We decided decided I talked to the doctor's office. I was like, is there any reason we can't put in a second request? Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of have two dogs in the in the race, and uh, and he's like, no, let's let's go ahead and try it. And I said, but this time let let's draft a better letter, right? Than the letter you submitted. I I've been through the insurance coverage. Let me take you know, let me take the knowledge that I have with all the stuff that you've previously submitted and, and marry it to the language in our insurance policy. Yeah. And so I did that. He reviewed it, tweaked it, you know, because I'm not an expert on the medical, medical stuff. Side, yeah. <clears throat> and um, and then we submitted our own narrative. We had, at that point, 30 days of logs. And we submitted again. And at this point, I have everyone on the hot seat. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> doctor's offices, CCS, you know, are the lower level humana people. And so we submitted that on 4-8. Um, yeah, April 8th. And then we received the denial on the 15th of April. Oh, now the third time they deny you. Does it get, right. does it get harsher? Because, because now I'm assuming someone read it and recognized that an attorney in some way, shape or form was involved in writing this letter. Because maybe, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I guarantee you, you write like an attorney. And so, and, and, I've seen it. Like my wife does professional writing. Like when I read her writing, even though it's got no feeling or personal stuff in it, I can tell, I can tell she wrote it. You you, you know what I mean? So, so now, so now it gets ratcheted up a little bit. Now tell me just for fun, how did they deny you the third time? And was this on both of the, the asks? So at the, at that point, right as we were submitting the other one, the other denial came down, the original denial. So on appeal. Okay. So so they denied the mini med, um, one, Right. Right. And then you put the, basically they ask in for a different system and then that right. was denied also. That's right. And at that point too, the doctor had put in for a, a peer-to-peer review for the mini-med and that was denied by Humana. And at that point, you know, as those things are happening, our other submission is on track to Humana, right? The second submission for the Animus Vibe and Dexcom system. And they just, they just, on, on back on the Medtronic thing, they just denied even the idea of a peer-to-peer review? Yep. They were like, we're not doing that. Yep. At this point, were you certain somebody just didn't like you? Was <laughs> I kind of felt like there, you, you, at, at that point, because it's so illogical, you start deferring to kind of the illogical. I was like, someone put put a, put the ojo, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and on a cycle. The wabajama has been put I, on I, me. I, yeah. that, that's right. I was like, it's the year of the red monkey. That's a bad luck year. I was like, I wonder how we can counteract that. I mean, just ridiculousness. And, right? yeah. and by the way, a lot of people at this point would have given up. And probably prior to this, they just would have thrown their, I've heard people say it's just not going to happen. But, but if you fight hard enough and with enough, it, it, it can happen at some point because, because it's not, there have got to be other people at, you know, at Humana whose kids have insulin pumps and are your daughter's age. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. it exists. And so it's, it's almost like, Sometimes, do you ever have a personal argument and you're eight minutes into it and you think, oh, I'm, there's no way out of this. Like, we're just mm-hmm. locked into it now. Like, the only way out is to stop because, because we, are, we, have, we have written a narrative for what this conversation is and we cannot <laughs> get out of it now. And sometimes it just starts feeling like they've said no and now they're just going to stick to their guns. And, and That's right. Right, right, for no reason. Yeah, and at that point, you know, I'm a trained advocate and – you know, I, I thought I can't give up. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I kind of 
stink at bolusing. I still can't can't really, you know, guess the carbs of cheese pizza. You know, we're weighing stuff. It's just I was like, I really this whole other part of it. I'm we're still learning, but this part, this part, this argument part yeah. with an insurance company, I can do that. Yeah, this is where my this is how I this is what I can add to this at the moment. That's right. This yeah. is if I had a skill set to add, this is this it's to it. this. They, and, they, but they picked a the fight with the wrong person, Faye, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But at the same time, you know, there were nights and hours and days where I was just like, this is so stupid. I, I can't be putting my energy toward this. I need to focus on this other thing. On the health part of it. So, And that and really, see, seriously, that's the great, the great irony is, is that in this fight to help her be more healthy, they've taken completely away your focus from her, her moment-to-moment health. And, That's right. Yeah, and, and and no one also is giving any you know weight or credence to the idea that at this early stage, your family is still experiencing grief over this diagnosis. They're still concerned. It's an amped up pressure. There's a lot of, I mean, you know, I'm I'm assuming by now you and your husband have had a couple of um, diabetes based disagreements about food or insulin or something like that, and you you know mm-hmm. it, it it brings stress and turmoil to your personal life. You have another child. And, and you would think that your health insurance company would be interested in stopping any or all of that from happening in your life. That's right. It, you know, at this point, my husband is at the point of losing his job. Um, we, you know, her daycare, she was in daycare previously, agreed to take her back, but only if, if we had the tools to help manage. And we're like, we can get those tools and train everybody and we're okay. And we're just sort of in this like crazy limbo. We're not sure what's going to happen. And at that point, um, was also right before one of the busiest times of my year, kind of the equivalent of tax time for, um, for immigration attorneys. And it, it was just un too much happening. It was too much, yeah, yeah. but can yeah, I, please, can I, just keep moving forward. Uh-huh. I wanted to ask you, and just to, for clarity for people listening, this is not like a, an insurance policy you bought off the back of a matchbook cover. Like this is, you have solid insurance. You haven't had problems like this in the past. You haven't been denied things in the past. It's, it's, it's kept your family healthy up until now. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Okay. So it's, it's, um, through my employer and, um, you know, never had any problems, never had a super serious health crisis, but, um, of this nature, but, you know, through two pregnancies through, you know, illnesses it's everything's been covered no no issues issues. the basic idea of having health insurance which is i send you my premiums you send me a card when i need health insurance i hand this card to somebody and i get health and i get health care and 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 that's my expectation i have a little bit of a i pay i pay a copay and that's just how we all expect it to work if you have insurance that's the expectation that's right okay so now Let's make sure we, we have our countings correctly. But have you been mm. denied at this point in the story one, two, three, four, coming up on five times once they get ready? Yeah, there that's you right. Go. <laughs> now, We're just waiting for that other denial. Um, for, for the animus in the decks. Animus, that's right. So okay. that um, comes, and what do you do then, besides bang your head on a table? Um, <laughs> I went online. It was a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I just lost it. Yeah, sure. First. And then decided, okay, it's time to, and in my mind, the strategy is percolating. We have to create a strategy. It's going to be, well, actually, the first thing I did was I, I looked up the board of directors from Humana, and there's a way you can email them all. 
um, so I, I emailed them all. I wonder if that still exists. <laughs> I, 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 I said, you really need to change your coverage policy for type 1, you know, diabetes and for children with type 1 diabetes. You know, you've denied my care. You, please, you know, help us. And I gave my contact information, gave a little bit of a story. There's a limited number of characters. So I did whatever. And I right. sent that off. And I called my husband and he was upset and, you know, finished up my work in the office that day and then went home and said, here's our plan. We're going to try to, we're going to put something up and see if we can have our friends and family contact Humana. I'm going to look into attorneys and we're going to, if we have to, we're going to litigate this. Where's my husband at this point? Like what? <laughs> and what is your, what's your husband's profession? What, what does he do for a living? He's an art director. <laughs> yeah, so he's, like, he's just like, I'm married to a lawyer. That, that He doesn't even understand probably half of what you're doing or care or has any interest in it. He probably is in his car thinking, oh, they've riled her up now. And <laughs> where is this going to go? Uh, by the way, there's a picture of him here in the Skype thing. He's got a very friendly and pleasant face. And so, he is a friendly and pleasant person. He's just fantastic. <laughs> um, so, so now you're going to drop the bomb on them. And by the way, this in, in a world where... I can make a phone call to the satellite radio provider and get about my car and about transferring from one car to another and they won't do it and I'm being yelled at by nine different people and 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 nothing nothing will work. And and in a world where you can send one tweet out to them and say, Hey, could you please help me? Your customer service thinks and ten minutes later everything you need is done. It's not a bad it's not a bad idea. No no these companies do not want to be called out in public. So they don't want other people to know how despicable what they're doing is, is usually what right. it ends up being. And so did you get people to contact you or when did you, because I know the diabetes community got on your side and, and helped you out, but at what point how, did they find you or did you find them? Like I know Beyond mm -hmm. Type 1 got involved and, and how did that happen? I'll be back with Faye in just a minute so she can continue to tell this amazing story. But first a word from our sponsor. And who better to give you that word than me? Because honestly, I'm the only one here. Who else is going to tell you? You ready? Here it comes. I just want to thank everybody for a moment because, you know, more and more every day, you guys are clicking on myomnipod.com forward slash demo and you're ordering a, an insulin pump um, from Omnipod that is, of course, you know, non-functioning and, and there's no obligation, but it gives you this great opportunity to see you know, how much you would love the Omnipod. You can, you can put it on yourself and really try it out and see how it would work in your life. But, but I have to thank you because as people are clicking, that supports the podcast. When the podcast is supported, they want to buy more ads. When they buy more ads, I can do more podcasts. When I do more podcasts, you hear more stories like Face. Everybody's helping everybody, and I really appreciate your part in this. So thank you so much. The, um, the links are, of course, in the apps. If you're listening in a podcast app, at juiceboxpodcast.com, or you can just go directly to myomnipod.com forward slash demo. Because you want an insulin pump, and you don't need all the tubing. I mean, really, if you're going to buy a car, are you going to buy a really great car, like a nice one, like one that looks like it was made this century? Or are you going to go buy a car that looks like, you know, it's got like floors that are made out of like old boxes and stuff like that? You don't need a Model T insulin pump. You need the Omnipod. You want tubeless. You want to be able to swim. You want to be able to shower. You want to be able to put it anywhere. You're not looking to yank out like, you know, 1975 pager to give yourself insulin. You want to pull a little handheld device out, little bing, bang, boom on the buttons. 
It's wireless, it isn't connected to you, and you're getting your bolus, you're changing your basal rates, you're doing whatever you need to do right from there, right from that personal diabetes manager. Come on, come on. What am I telling you? MyOmnipod.com forward slash demo. Thank you very, very much for supporting the Juicebox podcast. Now let's get back to Faye and listen to how she's kicking Humana around and, you know, about to get her way, I hope. So they found us. We, I had a, you know, I'm not a social media person. In fact, I've only learned to Skype as of what, a week ago. For all or this? Skype, um, tweet, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, yeah. To, I, to, I got on Twitter and I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, so we did, you know, one Facebook post that Friday night. Um, and then my husband was like, no, no, that's all wrong. Cause I had the CEO's face on it. Cause I linked to some article. Mm-hmm. So we, we redid one, um, and reposted and that started getting traction. Um, he did it off his Facebook account and we had, we have a lot of really, really, really special friends and family mm-hmm. and they just kept sharing and their friends kept sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing by Monday. So this was Friday night into Saturday. By Monday, you know, we have over 200 shares and we think, hey, this, this is amazing. Yeah, I think we're getting somewhere. Someone will see it. They will see it. And um, at that point, too, on that, I think it was that Monday, early that week. No, that same weekend. So we posted on, I emailed the board of directors. Okay, all of this is happening. Let's see if I can remember the timeline correctly. I get a response from an executive analyst named Joe Kirsch from Humana saying, sorry, you know, we reviewed everything. You're denied, 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 right? And I was like, why did you deny the peer-to-peer? Oh, that was the other thing. So right prior to that second request, we also had another denial of the peer-to-peer. And so I had this executive analyst at Humana telling me, you know, the peer-to-peer wouldn't work anyway. And I'm just fuming, right? Fuming mad. So Don't worry. Friday, we've already instructed that guy to deny you too. <laughs> but a poor Joe. Right, right. He's going to be getting messages for a year because you kind of, that's the other thing. Social media, you send it out to the universe. You can't really retract it, right? Right. So, it's <laughs> out in the world now. Yeah. But good. I hope it reminds him every time. Yeah. I hope it reminds him every time of every family um, who's been denied or delayed coverage. Um, so, okay. So Joe... Joe's emailing me. We post social media is getting traction. We get someone from Humana, you know, some their social media team sends us a little message on Ted's post saying, "Hey, can you contact us?" You know, stop, <laughs> stop with this Facebook thing right now. We'll send you a, a stress ball and a pen. Would you, would you, would you like a Humana pen? <laughs> so, so we we uh, you know I contact them. I get a call. I'm getting texts. They're like, we we're taking this to the resolution team. I was like, okay, that's great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, get me my pump. Yeah. Get me my CGM. That's how you resolve it. Um, and so they're researching it. You know, I'm not. We're not angry or bitter people. These are just people who are trying to do their jobs and over the weekend. And you know, they're going to get back to us. Fine. Um, you know, Monday comes or even by the end of the weekend we get you know i get a an im message from someone at beyond type one they had seen our post we and we were getting at this point shares stories likes and that's when we realized this is not just us it happens to a lot of people yeah it happens to so many people i mean the worst stories this woman 
I haven't heard back from her, but, you know, her son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, also a toddler, you know, was having seizures at night because he was going so low and still being denied a CGM. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Is wrong? At what point does it, and, and it really, you know, there's so many different reasons why it's upsetting, but but some of them that strike me while you're talking is, I mean, there aren't that many people in the in the world that have type one diabetes. Like, it, it it won't bankrupt your company to help them. First of all, it's not like there's, you know, it's not like there's a hundred million people who need an insulin pump. And and the other idea is that I mean, after you have a seizure, like who can say no after that? Like like I'd like to meet the person who said no. I put it in our rubric metrics here thing, whatever we call this, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work for you. So sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, like at what point do you just do you just do the right thing and and, and the point is, is apparently the point where you do the right thing is when you badger them, embarrass them, like, like, you know, and that's, you know, I, I, I say this to a lot of people and recently my, my wife actually was in a meeting where she had the opportunity to, to impact people who deal with people who have chronic illnesses over the phone. And I told her, I said, look, I think what you need to explain to somebody is, is that our lives are already difficult enough and stressful enough. And and in the one moment when we need help from the people you should be able to expect it from, when those people start fighting with you, it, the oppressive feeling that comes from that is tenfold. It just really is. It's like, you're the, you're the guy sending me the insulin. Like, are you the guy with the insulin? Like, like, why are you fighting with me? You, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then it comes, you realize that they don't even really understand, you know, the people you're talking to don't understand what your situation really is like. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe if they did, maybe they would react differently. And, and, you know, maybe just words like seizures just wouldn't be words to them. You, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I described a seizure as, um, you know, my daughter had a seizure. Okay. People have seizures. That's not bad. Right. Like she's still alive, isn't she? But if I told you the story of, you know, the first time my daughter had a seizure when she was two years old and how my, you know, then about six-year-old son had to call 911 while my wife and I were laying on the floor where they're trying to figure out if we were paying attention when someone explained the glucagon to us and and how she was blind and, and tactilely, like, scared. Every time you touched her, she jumped and she sounded like mm. an animal and she was grunting because she couldn't talk anymore. And, you know, maybe then, maybe then it makes more sense to somebody instead of just going, she had a seizure. Here's what really happened. And so Mm. you found a way to somehow get the humanity of this to them. But, you know, I I guess that's the the process that I think is really, really interesting. And we are in the middle of talking about it, but I I just wanted to say that before we did, like, what is, do you know where the tipping point was? Like, when did they throw their hands up and say, okay, we'll, we'll think about this a different way. Well, I think it was, you know, over the weekend, at some point that Saturday, our initial Facebook posting or the one that was on my husband's account got so many shares that was, and it was shared so many times that they were like, okay, that's when the initial contact with the insurance company came. And then, you know, we got, um, got in contact with Beyond Type 1. They said, hey, we'd like like to amplify your story. Do you mind if we repost it? And they're very respectful. We didn't really know, but we thought, hey, you know, we're already getting somewhere with Amanda. Let's do this. And at that point, it just was so much, it got 
it got into the type one community in a way that we could not have anticipated that we frankly didn't even really understand existed. Yeah. It's a, and it's a huge, um, my, my understanding is it's the second largest patient uh, advocacy community online that, and it's very, very active. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it got, it got away from us, I think in a, in a good way. Um, by the, you know, by the 18th, of of April, um, we got an email from Mr. Kirsch saying, "Hey, we're going to take this to an external review organization with a pediatric endocrinologist to get this resolved. Mm-hmm. Please give us until Friday at noon." So at that point, I was like, "Well, that's great, but we're going to keep pushing." At this point, you know, we kept updating our posts, we kept seeing stories. I was like, "This is not at that was our tipping point as a family." Yeah, you know, this process is that this is. This is no longer just about our family and our daughter and our needs. This is about the needs of anyone who's being, you know, denied coverage or delayed coverage. And you're right. At that point, I realized how many people just accepted, accepted the six-month wait, the 12-month wait. You know, going back, I don't know if we ever went back and talked about the um, basis for denial for the animus, but it was basically not medically necessary and you have to wait six months is what it came down to. At that point, I realized this is just arbitrary. 12 months, six, six months. months yeah. what? Animus, you know. six months. Minimed, 12 months. Omnipod, <laughs> eight and a half weeks. Like, like what is it? <laughs> what is that? How, how did what any of this happen? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so, um, and that's when we decided, you know, that's, we gotta, we gotta keep on this for, not just for us. I don't know what, you know, at that point, we're not sure what we could do, but we um, know that that the decisions seem really arbitrary. Some people were, you know, sending us messages saying, hey, I got mine right away. Yeah. It's just a box you check off or it's it's how your doctor phrases it or it's it's none of those things. Yeah. We looked at every document. I saw every box that was checked off. You just, we you headed down net. a path and they kept you on that path then. Like, That's this is right. A, yeah, yeah. Well, well, so you said something a minute ago that I wanted to kind of reflect back to you, which is the reason that the, I think the diabetes community is so active online and so helpful. And, and I mean this, you know, you know, blogs and podcasts and things like that is because knowing what it's like to live with type 1 diabetes, as soon as you get any kind of foothold, any kind of leg up on it in any way, you know, your 504 plan at school, which you'll you'll need in a couple mm-hmm. of years or, or, you know, how to deal with an insurance company or or you know with that line you're seeing on your on your CGM graph now that looks a little out of control like I could mm. help you make that better and and so could a lot of other people and it just doesn't feel right to not help you, you know like how do you have that kind of information and not share it with people when, mm. when you know what the other side of it is when you don't have it you know so and it look it bit you pretty early you're a you're a full-fledged member of the community now <laughs> <laughs> well it's a gift right it's a gift yeah, um, for sure the silver lining and, and this what's otherwise a really hard thing. Yeah. You'll find Faye, as time goes on and, and things move forward that of this really crappy thing that is type one diabetes, you're going to get a lot of things like that, that you're going to think of as gifts that you will never expect. And it's mm. a lot of perspective that comes that, that benefits you in other parts of your life too. And, and it's stuff mm. that, you don't at your age and my age, like you don't expect to have that kind of perspective already, you know, but Mm. things will happen that will, uh, that will definitely elevate other parts of your life. So look forward, look forward to that at least. Um, 
And okay, so we have now we've inundated them online. Your family, you know, before it even finds the diabetes community, good people are, are reposting and making it wider and wider. Beyond Type One steps in and kind of reposts it, finds its way into the diabetes community. It's exploded. They've told you, give us to Friday, but you're like, I'll give you to Friday, but I'm staying on your heels here. And right. Friday comes, you must have thought they were just going to call and deny you again. <laughs> I, I can't well, imagine yeah. you were hopeful at that point, but. Wednesday comes and I get an email from Humana saying, we're having trouble finding a pediatric endocrinologist. Oh, you can't find them anywhere. Yeah, they're... Right. And I was like, mm, <laughs> this seems to me, so uh, this seems to me like psychological warfare one. <laughs> you, you know, you, you're promising me and then our family, you're saying this is going to happen. And now you're telling me you, Humana, cannot find a specialist. Doesn't know where a doctor That's is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bogus. And, and they already have one. They have ours, right? We don't need another. Um, but so to me, it felt like, okay, a denial is coming. It's time to, you know, move into phase two and, and then also kick this into higher gear. Yeah. And um, so that's what we did. Um, and, you know, our newly found allies and friends, at that point, I'm, I'm tweeting. <laughs> You're on Twitter going crazy. <laughs> I know it's not my medium. It's not. It's uh, I don't know. I, my brain does not does not really process um, Twitter. But that's a, a, aside. I was yeah. we were doing it and we were just kind of full on pressure. And um, Friday comes. You know, we talk to we're talking to our medical team along the way, keeping them apprised of what's going on. Um, to our doctor, to you know his front end people, our insurance brokerage company, which at this point was also full on involved. They had a meeting scheduled. Their VP, there was a very their very big brokerage company had a meeting scheduled with a Humana VP to see if they could come to a resolution. Now that meeting was canceled multiple times. Um, and finally, our brokerage company was said, this has already been raised to the executive level. I can't help. Faye, at this uh, point, the irony here again is that at this point, so many man hours, billable man hours uh, at that insurance company are into this. They probably could have just bought you the insulin pump in cash and handed it to you and saved the money. They're sending people who make you know an hourly salary or a yearly salary to meetings. And it just at some point. When does that? When are you paying more to fight it than it would cost to do the right thing? Right, it's nuts. Oh my god. Okay, okay. I'm so. And by the way, this is about the time in your story where Sarah Lucas sent me an email and she's like, "Are you aware of what's going on here?" And I and I was like, "Oh, I haven't heard." And she filled me in a little bit. And I said, "Well, let's have her on the podcast." I said, "I'll put it up right away." And then she's like, "Well, let's wait and see what they say before we do." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, let's wait and see what they say." But so did this <laughs> VP VP meeting happen? No, it never happened. And so at that point, we have the email saying we can't find the specialist. That VP meeting never happened. I just was like, okay, we got to brace for some bad news. But but maybe, mm, but maybe sure. you want to keep hope alive. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, maybe something will happen. So you know, Friday morning we get up, we do our thing. It's getting closer to, closer to noon. I have to get ready to go to work because we were splitting our days right to help care for our daughter and I go in for the afternoon shift my husband's in the morning and he comes home so we you know noon comes he comes home for lunch my husband and we I was like I don't know how's this supposed to work are they going to email us are we supposed to call them what's going on so we just we're just wait till noon and then I don't hear anything so I call 
Mr. Kirsch, I send an email, still nothing. We wait, wait. At this point, we're heartbroken. We're sad. We're, we don't know what to do. Um, we know what to do, but just can't, can't get over the disappointment. Sure. Um, and I go to work. Um, cause I have, you know, clients who've been waiting to see me and I, I have other stuff that I have to take care of. Uh, at some point in that afternoon, my phone just explodes, my cell phone, my personal cell phone. And it's Humana calling over and over. It's, <laughs> it's my husband trying to get a hold of me. Um, and I finally am able to respond and, um, got a, a call from a lovely woman. I think her name is also is Samantha. And, um, and she tells me that everything's been approved. Just like that. Everything, our mini med, our animus, everything's approved. You can have two insulin pumps and two different CGMs. They told us, we want you to have your choice. Oh, take whatever (laughs) you want. And, and the change of heart was not a medical thing. Your daughter did not magically, uh, age to 16. She didn't, we didn't get in a time machine and go ahead 12 months. Nothing like that happened. So, uh, you just pressured them enough where they, th- this is now your, your hush money is an insulin pump. Please, please stop this. Take an insulin That's pump. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and this woman told me her own purse. She has a type one, you know, daughter. I, I had no reason to can doubt you that. Imagine, can you imagine how that that email must have gone around the building. Does anyone have a connection to type one diabetes that we can get the call Faye and to, to calm her down? I want you on the phone. Mention your kid with type one diabetes as soon as you get on the phone with Faye. <laughs> you know what happened, well, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean they had to identify somebody, and this, right. you know, I, and then she told me how her daughter was older and they didn't have you know the stuff initially when she was diagnosed and. And she's now a healthy woman, which is wonderful. <laughs> I would have been like, please stop. Just can I have my insulin? Leave me alone. <laughs> I was just like, well, so so you know, though, you know, now why it's so important, right? Yeah, yeah. You get that. And she was like, oh, I was like, now let's just move on. How do I get, you know, get yeah. this? I was like, I appreciate your call. I appreciate, you know, trying to connect. But that's exactly how I felt. I was like, sure. I, don't, I don't need to hear this. I've, I've heard this for a full week. I'm with you. Yeah. And um, anyway, so... We, one of the, it was a kind of an awkward moment, but she said, you know, you have some, you have some friends, you know, people who are interested or, you know, who really care about your daughter. Do you, do you think, you know, we can't tell you what to do and Humana can't post anything, but do you think you could let them know? Oh, and how, I, how you were helped? <laughs> Is yeah. that when you cursed? You can't, <laughs> by the way, you can't curse on my podcast, but did you tell her to F off? <laughs> I just said, "Oh my gosh, the grandparents are going to be really excited oh, about this." You are a much nicer person than I am, Faye. Um, and she was like, "Oh, of course, the grandparents." And uh, <laughs> I was like, whatever. You want me to get online? Did she ask you to? Did she mention ways that you could help her, like taking your tweets down they, or stuff like that? They were. They were. She was just dancing around it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she knew better than to outright ask. Say it, yeah, you will do, you know, we'll let people know. Of course we will. Um, and just left it at that. Yeah. We're letting them now. know right now, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Humana is very willing to treat you well and help your health if you embarrass them enough in public. That's it. They should that's put that on the front of the brochure. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that so sucks. she did say she was going to use this as a, a test or it was an internal case review or test case so that they can see how they can improve their coverage. And I told her, I did say this, I said, it's very simple. Don't delay or deny requests. Yeah. And don't make children suffer. 
people who uh, need insulin might need an insulin pump. That's a fancy one. You can word it any way you want later. And how about this one? Uh, when I'm giving my 30-pound two-year-old insulin and it's making her blood sugar crash and, and risk and, and you know really putting her in a situation where she, she very well could have a seizure or die. And there's something in the world that would tell us before that happens, we'd like to have that. Is, yeah. is, that, is that really a, I mean, is that a leap in any way? Oh my gosh, now you've annoyed me. Now I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm all irritated now. Oh. So yeah. what did you get, Faye? <laughs> What'd you pick? Well, we had talked to our doctor and um, we, we just went with the last request with the animus and, uh, and Dexcom because we, yeah, yeah. you know, either one would have been fine. You know, the, we had both of the um, reps came to our house. The reps are interesting. That's an interesting role the, the representatives of these companies play. But they came to our house. They were all lovely. They taught us how to use both systems, educated us on both systems. Because I didn't, we didn't know. Sure. Um, <clears throat> at some point, I, when, after, during this whole month, 45-day period, I realized, you know, in researching, I started researching and realized there's a whole world of pumps and different things you can choose from. And it's, an, it's sort of amazing to me. One, it's amazing that this technology is out there and has been developed and continues to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important when you're in the hospital, even that first week or two, it's really hard to know as a parent what to do. Um, cause you're just learning so much. But if, if I had a few pieces of advice, I would just tell parents one, look at your insurance coverage. If you, don't have it, don't know it, your your insurance broker is likely to be able to help you. We had a really great active broker who was with us every step of the way. Um, but, you know, make sure to insert yourself somehow in the process because that's, as a an attorney, that's one of those things where it's like, how, how, how do I get in? You know, even with the doctor, even with... Um, our insurance, how do you insert yourself in this process? And for a lot of people, maybe it's too much. But if you can, do it um, as soon as you can. So you have some kind of bearing. You understand what's going to happen, especially if you are getting denied. Yeah. If it's, you're not initially You have to covered. speak up. You have to speak up and be bold about it. And the other thing you have to do now, I'm learning from you even, is that I have to tailor my ask so that their rules aren't already predetermined to, to, to shoot me down. You know, like there's a, there's a way to, like, isn't it funny if you can go back in time, it's possible if they would have just asked for the, the Dexcom and the, and the, and the animus the first time you might've just been told yes, arbitrarily. Right. Right. And there's no way to know, but like, if your ask is the right ask, then because no one's making a real decision, this isn't a real human decision. This is words go into a computer. The computer spits back out yes or no, based on what it knows. and, And you think that it knows something that means something, but you've learned it's arbitrary, you, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it's yeah. dizzying. I'm taking the rest of the day off after I talk to you. That's a, <laughs> oh my well, God. So yeah. how are you enjoying the technology? Do you have it yet? Uh, you yeah, don't even yeah. have it yet, do you? No, no, it should be coming in the mail today. Oh. Um, so I have my mom and my uh, sister who flew in from, um, from Providence, Rhode Island, who's helping out our family because we have just a lot going on right now with not just with Esme but with other issues. And so we're all here and we're waiting for the pump to arrive. Esme and, is waiting for her pump to arrive. Does she yeah. even know anything about this? She really wouldn't, right? She would. 
couldn't, but yeah. you know, at some, maybe something was up and we had it uh, at one point, my seven year old was like, he was annoyed at us because we were breaking all of our screen time rules mm-hmm. um, oh, over the oh, weekend. Oh. Yeah. Like no, no computer, no phone. Wait, mommy's like, a hypocrite. Just leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, we explained to him what was going on and Esme, Esme doesn't know, but knows right she knows so much more it's kind of uh, it always surprises us at her age what she gets and doesn't get you know she she makes up songs about ketones and (laughs) um you know when she first heard the word carbohydrates we're like oh okay and and she'll say hey is it time to bolus me yet you know and (laughs) just she's getting it she she oh she definitely will too what do you say well i will say this Faye. um once you get that technology and you have it in place, you, um, I would like to be, you know, part of your, of your community. So if you have any questions, you can contact me directly and I'd be happy to help you. And there's any way that, that I could. So, uh, yeah, you'll, you're going to find that stuff being able to bolus in such small quantities, being able to manipulate her basal insulin, um, being able to see something, falling or rising you know and being able to get ahead of it with insulin or food it's going to make a big difference for you so i can't i can't even imagine i'm so excited and i'm excited to maybe be able to sleep oh sleeping did you get the dex does the four have a share with it yeah i think it does no you'll be able to at the very least you won't have to get out of your bed and walk across the house to go look which is a big deal it doesn't seem like it would be but it's a big big deal holy cow yeah. yeah Avoid broken sleep as much as you can. That's my yeah. best advice after a decade. It will <laughs> it will ruin you at some point. So it's, yeah, yeah, I can oh, see that. Faye, this is a triumph at the end of a very long slog. That that and and I want people to know too because podcasts are kind of timeless and we don't usually talk about dates and everything. But Faye and I are recording this um, just just a number of days after she she got this news that she just told you about. So. Um, I'm going to put it up right away, Faith. This this podcast is going to go up tonight at midnight. So it's going to be very timely and fresh for people, and they can hear your story almost in real time. And hopefully mm-hmm. it will uh, kind of infuse your spirit into other people and, and, and get them out there, you know, fighting for themselves too. That's right. Don't People just can't give up and don't just don't lay down when insurance says you have to wait six months or 12 months. If you have a doctor and a medical team who've prescribed the device, you know, if our doctor had said, you know, let's give this a few months, let's do this, we would have been okay with it. You know, we trust, we trust our medical team, but um, it's not right. Um, and and we had sometimes you just have to get out there and kind of fight for um, the coverage that you pay for and the the coverage that your family deserves. Yep. Well, Faye, and I'll add this, and people who listen to the podcast are almost certainly going to know what I'm about to say, but. I would even extend that from my personal point of view to your doctor sometimes. Like sometimes mm. because they don't know everybody, there's sort of that least common denominator thing. Like I have to I have to doctor to the least common denominator. If you're not mm. that person, if you already understand three months in and you know what an insulin pump would do for you, the way you heard Faye advocate with her with her insulin with her insurance company, you can you can navigate like that with your doctor too. And once they see you right. you know, you have a, a good feeling for it again, these numbers are arbitrary. You have to wait six months. You have to wait a year. I look back now and they said that to us like, Oh, we'd like your daughter to be, you know, have diabetes for a year before you get an insulin pump. You know, and so that you understand diabetes better. Well, listen, I understand it plenty well now. And (laughs) there's something stuck in my head. I wish I didn't know. So, you know, I would have preferred to have that technology earlier. And, um, 
And I can mm. tell you that it's a huge part of how, listen, Faye, let me, at the end of this here, I know I've kept you for an hour, but let me give you a little hope. Okay. Um, my daughter's A1C has not been over 6.2 or under 5.9 for almost three years now. And wow. that is directly related to the two pieces of technology that you're waiting for in the mail, an insulin pump wow. and a glucose monitor. So it's very doable, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, I can't wait. We yeah. can't wait. What do you say? And please, you contact me if you need to know anything. I'd be happy to help you. You're, you're great. Thanks uh, so much. Listen, that Thanks we so agree much. on. I am pretty fantastic. But that's not <laughs> what we're here for, Faye. Don't do this. My wife will hear this later, and then she'll want to call you personally to let you know the 9,000 ways that I am not great. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I will believe her, too. <laughs> well, trust me. She's right. And so, uh, okay. All right, I'm going to let you go. I hear your kids in the background. I will send you a link to this when it's done. I'm actually um, going to stop the recording right now so I can say goodbye to you personally. So thanks so much right. for coming on the show. Thank you. How much butt does Faye kick, huh? And thanks to everybody in the community that got behind Faye, who tweeted, who reposted on Facebook. Thank you so much. You know, check out beyondtype1.org. Wonderful organization. Um, if you're looking for a charity to support for type 1 diabetes, I highly, highly, highly recommend beyondtype1.org. Thank you so much, Omnipod, for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast, myomnipod.com forward slash demo, or the links in your show notes or in your podcast app. Hey, Android listeners, welcome. Google Play is now carrying podcasts, and the Juicebox Podcast is on the Google Play Store. Cool, right? So if you're like listening through a browser right now because you're an Android user, you don't have to anymore. Get yourself an Android uh, podcast app and, and make with the podcast listening. Thanks so much to Google for adding podcasts. I mean, way to get with the times, Google. All right, what else? Hmm. In episode 59, I'm going to announce a giveaway that you are going to love. It is going to be really wicked. Um, I can't wait to tell you. I am so excited that I was able to, to pull the money together to do this. Uh, I've been saving my pennies. A little bit out of the ad money aside, a little bit of the ad money aside. I've been making a little pile. Pile got big enough. Um, it's time to give back to you guys for, for being so cool and for listening to the podcast. What do you say? All right. That's it, peoples. Go back to your lives. What are you doing? Stop listening. It's embarrassing at this point. The show's been over for probably three minutes. Are you still listening? Stop it.